0: This is episode four. Ah, 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 ah.
1: This episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk. If superheroes had nail writers, it's the three mentalists walked into a podcast.
2: Hey guys, good good to be back. Good to see you again. It's been a while. As always, very good.
0: It's been grand. Last time we were together, we were at the Two Minds event. So that's all. It feels like such a long time ago. It It does.
3: There's been a lot of a lot of gigs in between. I mean, straight away, even if you just listen, listen to the
0: background now. How quiet it is. Sounds like
2: we're back
3: at the convention.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only thing we need is somebody walking in the door going, "Mamma mia!" Or someone. Stealing things. And hey, Luca was a great sport, wasn't he? He was a really good
3: sport. Oh, he was actor.
2: a really good sport. He was yeah. a, a good lad. The the, the, and all <laughs> the <stuff. laughs> It's a
0: me. Look at me. He was a very good sport. So what have you? Been, you've got a really busy. I know you've had a particularly busy month this one, Atlas. Yeah. What have
2: you been up to? Well, I. Um, it's it's weird in the UK. You guys have schools that uh, we
0: have schools. Very strange system we have. No, <laughs> no. But, no, but you,
2: educating our youth. May, may i please thanks i'm just glad in america I didn't in make america. it
1: into that. Oh, sh- in america we don't have schools we have very special for,
3: for special places for people to learn we have we have
2: farms where we grow fatter no no um your your schools here a lot of them are run by trusts and there was a trust that reached out to me and um booked me to do six uh, gigs for them for like school leaving stuff and then they went so well that um they want me in again at the start of the year for the students. Oh, fantastic! So um, that was that was quite important to me that I really nailed this first one because I knew because it, it, it runs like sixty schools all over the UK, wow. and the pay was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pleased with it. So I wanted, I really wanted this one to to hit perfectly. So one of the things that I did, and and we'll talk about this, I think, a little bit later on, because I tailored the message specifically to the school's values. So if you go to this trust, you can see the core values that they teach at the schools. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of my marketing to them and all my stuff uh, in correspondence... So what you're talking about
0: here is you're talking about performing like assembly for a whole bunch of students or is it a small class? Can you get a... No, no, it was 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 like like.
2: three to 500 people consistently each time. And it was usually their outstanding achievers awards Mm. for the end of the year. So it was (laughs) something where the parents were there, the um, students were, uh, the staff was there... And then there was always someone in, in the press. Like the first one um, I did, I came back and sat back down. It was the mayor of Carlisle mm. was was there and sat down and said, you know, they have that a mayor Carlisle. They have a mayor, yeah. yeah. It was really, really. But anyway, it was it was
0: it was quite. So these are, even, Quite these are big evening events. functions, like a yeah, celebration yeah. of achievement type yeah. thing, and you, and you tell. It, and how long is the performance? You know, how long? How long I was, was up it?
2: there. Each one is supposed to be forty five minutes.
0: Oh wow, that's, that's, that's a good cool. length that's of time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I thought when you're going to say you know twenty twenty five, because I did like a small spot. amount of that years yeah. and years ago, not on that scale at all. Um, but it was like twenty five <clears throat> to thirty five minutes. But no,
2: no, it was it was it was blending entertainment with motivational speaking, and so I had to take my traditional stage act yes. and I had to obviously alter it and tailor make it and some bits stayed which I was very happy with and some bits the, the, the bits that stayed I had to change my presentation I had to change the theme
0: okay well talking about, talking about change before you go any further I think we should roll on into the section about Tales from the Trenches and we can go into a lot more detail about exactly how you did that and how other people could do that does that sound good? yeah sounds fine <laughs>
1: Mentalism Taboo Right, so um, here we are, Mentalism Taboo
2: We have, we have over the span of three episodes, established a clear winner, consistently, it's Looch it, it, Looch has the edge Looch is the daddy um, Which really annoys me So <laughs>
3: Alice has decided to cheat. (laughs) No, I haven't cheated. I think
2: he's cheating. So what's happened? Because we were just having a discussion off air just now. (laughs) We were having a discussion off air. Look, I took some time on my cards, and so Lucha's decided that that's cheating. He's asking me a bunch of probing questions like, can I get these in shop? I said...
3: Well, the rules are, these are mentalism products that we will have heard of that you can readily get available. It's not just products, it's
2: names, it's anything to do with mentalism. Yes. Remember, because the first one had like the one-ahead principle and those things.
3: So, principles, products, and names, which is fine. However, if Atlas had decided to create ten made-up random things... No, no, no. I'm going to be pretty pissed off I have
0: strictly adhered to the rules of the game.
3: I'm still going to win.
0: Okay, cool. So, let's play the first round. I'll be describing... To Luch, Atlas's words. Yeah, yeah. But hang oh, on. There we go. Before we get into this, let yes. me also
2: point out okay. that part of the reason I spent so much time on this is because Luch looked at me earlier and said, "You're not going to score a single point," <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he brandished his cards with an evil smile on his face. So I want to just say that we're all going to shuffle and mix up our cards, yeah, yeah, just so there's be no strategic ordering. No strategic ordering.
3: Okay. <laughs> Have I given my cost to You've got my cards? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So let me read these words to Luke. <clears throat> we're going to need a 60 need a timer. second timer,
2: please. There's, there's such an element of distrust. You're like, let's mix up the cards. There's no way that we can. It's because you're a strategic bugger. That's why. Yeah. Well, I think we're just... I've noticed from the very
3: first episode, mm. when Atlas averaged four to five seconds before he even spoke. I know. He's now so quick on it. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah.
0: noticed. He's, uh, he's getting there. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm
3: ready. Steady. Be good. Go.
0: All right. Cool. What? <laughs> what is that? I need to come back to it. Pass. Um, uh,
3: uh. This is what I was afraid of.
0: Oh no! These are horrendous.
3: He's just made shit up.
0: Um, I haven't. <laughs> <room. laughs> <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. If you if you do something bad to someone, mm-hmm. they say that something's gonna bite you in the ass. What's it gonna be? Karma. Yeah. So that's the
3: karma deck. Uh, yes, by some guy.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, no Correct. So, no, see, that, that, was that doesn't he, count. He worked comedy, a guy. He didn't know. that was good, right? Um, you have to get name okay. Sit. Okay, what's Sigmund's surname? Freud. And um, there's a guy who's got a, who's got a copy of the Black Project. Um, there's there's uh, okay. So Pen and Tell is a TV show. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Foolers. Okay, use the first word of that. Fool. Yes, and uh, Sigmund's last name. Freud. Something. Fool Freud. Come on. <laughs> oh no, you, you are worse than me. Time! Um, boom! Alright, it? it was at this. Let me have the Karma deck by the
2: Unnamed Mentalist. Remember, you even showed me that. So, okay, that, let, that me to, let me to, just you tell you what
0: I looked court. at. The first thing I looked at. What was that? What is was that you capicua. said? P- p- cap- capicua. Capicua. I could have got that. Thinking Paradox. See, he I could have got, got that. Capic- what is that? If you'd have
3: said the coin spin thing that ripped off everyone else, and I'd have said Capicua.
0: Okay, good. I don't know what that is. State of mind by Matthew Mello. I don't know what that is either. Uh, I've never seen it. Okay, what is that? It's an e-book by Matthew Mello. Okay, thank you, Matthew. Uh, the Karma Deck by The Unknown Mentalist. You Which said, Luke
2: showed me. He should have
0: been able to get that. And Fooling with Freud by Mark Elson. I I've even, never even heard of that. I've never heard of that. Well, there you go. So you should, you should
3: Google that because I don't even sure. think I'm that going, exists. So
0: can I get one point because you got the first deck? No, ph- calm 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 the, no,
2: cause, no he, because we also needed in, in past episodes. We've needed the item
0: and the creator and the creator. Okay, so I scored zero. I'm, uh, what did and I more know? importantly, my arch nemesis Looch <laughs> scored, scored zero. zero. Okay, moving on to the next round. The virtual prank. So, last month, you probably noticed that there wasn't a virtual prank. Was there, Atlas? Was oh, there? There was. There
2: was? But it wasn't one that was... Tip- See, in the past, we've perpetrated virtual pranks against other people. Um, and, and I was quite disappointed by the response for wonky-eyed midget tagging
1: I was. Kennedy.
2: I was. I, I really, I really thought people would get behind that. And so I thought, you know... You're a bunch of takers. Right, <laughs> so you guys are, you just take, take, thousands take. thousands of people listen you're to this listen, every single month. This, and you couldn't take the time to just <laughs> tag wonky-eyed midget for me. Into I mean, you heard what he'd done to me in the podcast and with an hour of my time wasted. No, none of you were on my side. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to perpetrate a virtual prank
3: against our listeners? Aha! Hang on, hang on. What are you talking, do you mean there was a virtual prank last month?
0: Yes. Well, what was it? Oh, I don't know. What was it?
3: Mm, right. What, what could it have been?
0: About? So, last month, the virtual prank, I'm afraid, guys, was on you. Yeah. There was an item <laughs> that made it into the
2: Fight Your, fight corner. your corner segment mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. You see, Looch on the way down decided, I'm too busy with the lecture that I'm doing and the Black Project release. I'm too busy to fight my corner. So, instead, he came up with a non-existing product <laughs> by a man who also doesn't, doesn't
3: exist. exist. No, so, I didn't. He's even got a Facebook account and everything. <laughs> He's real. He, has. he does now, and we he don't does, know who set
1: that he up. We are so but thank you.
0: So last last month, um, in Fight Your Corner, and if you didn't listen to it, go back listen to it, there was a product called... Vicarious by Steve Cartel. And how many messages, emails, Facebooks, and <laughs> oh, Twitters? <laughs> that hundreds. Was, that was
2: the downside. It was like you know, In the end, we had so many inquiries to us personally... <laughs> that it was like a virtual prank against ourselves. <laughs> ourselves.
0: <laughs> like, so just to set the record, but here's,
2: right? here's my point, is I know, we, we know who you were, I mean, you've contacted <laughs> us, we know you've got time to shoot us off a little message, you're telling me honestly, you
0: couldn't take a moment and tag wonky eyed midget into Kennedy's <laughs> photos? Come on! So, as, as the forfeit for the virtual prank, what we are going to have them do?
3: Those people, yeah, who fell for it.
0: And you know who you are. We and have a we
3: list know, of you. We know, we know, who, we you know are. who you are. Because you contacted us. Uh, so you guys now have to uh, log on
2: to the Magic Cafe and perpetuate a virtual prank of your own. We'd like you to leave a review of Vicarious by Steve Cartel
3: <laughs> <laughs> on the Magic Cafe. Yeah. A genuine, realistic review that looks at both the positives <laughs> and the negatives Of this wonderful
0: prop. (laughs) Which bear in mind it did it did win Fight Your Corner last month, so it has to be fairly positive. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: and, and ideally, guys, we'd like to see a few of you quibble back and forth about whether the other has revealed too much
0: in their review.
3: (laughs) And request it to be moved to the inner thoughts area. (laughs) Whoever, Whoever gets it moved should win a prize.
0: Yeah, 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 we will give him a prize. Well, yeah, I don't know so what. it has to start off in penny. In then, fact,
3: whoever whoever gets it moved wins a free vicarious by Steve Carter. Yes.
2: <laughs> you, know, you know what? I I've been I've been patting myself on the back every time I heard this on the podcast. But a little touch that I really think sold that moment that mm. there was something was undoing the zip at the start <laughs> of the like, And that was literally like a CD case that was behind Lou. No, it was your laptop case, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. yeah, it was just undoing, it was, yeah. I liked it, was it how we thing. brought
3: Phil Smith and Steve Hair signing for their comments on it as well. Yeah, they were,
2: and, and I love that Phil very honestly said, but I don't see anything. You
0: <laughs> did. He I mean, did. That, that was a big tip-off for yeah. you listeners out there. So I'm afraid the prank was on you. So please, if you did fall for it, even if you didn't write to us, be honest, contribute to that, that post, that thread on the Magic Cafe about Vicarious by Steve Carter. Who's yeah. going to
3: start it? Is someone going to start the thread? Uh,
2: ideally, one of the listeners. One of the listeners. Okay. I do want to say, um, just, uh, just as throwing this in here, uh, this virtual prank against you should in no way undermine your trust in us as presenters and, <laughs> we love you yeah
0: yeah you should You should still uh, obviously believe in we, we prank do. you as much as we prank ourselves and bear in mind that if you when the next virtual prank comes out in the next episode we would love you to participate in it and if you don't well then the joke will be on you again yeah who knows what we'll come up with next <laughs> All right, cool. So we've just talked about fight your corner. Maybe we should move into the legit three legit products for fight your corner. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah,
2: should I clarify? I think my prettiness envelope won then last time.
0: Uh, no, no, Steve, Steve Cartel's vicarious <laughs> definitely won last time. You're not claiming that one back. Have you
3: not seen the reviews on the cafe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's also why I threatened
1: to quote blow this whole thing wide open. <laughs> you did, you did, you did.
0: Okay, let's move into fight your corner. Your corner.
2: Hey, all right, welcome to the Fight Your Corner segment of the podcast. Three legitimate, real products this time. <laughs> you can, the, the fact that you can find them on Google, I
0: think, is a big tip off. <laughs> yeah, the fact that people were messaging us saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
4: can't find this.
0: We were like, Really? That's because it's super underground. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: Atlas, you going to go first? Yeah, I, um, there's a got? backstory to mine. This is Lexicology by, by uh, Paul Carnazzo. Okay. And, uh, a few years back, he sent me a bunch of stuff, and I, I read through some of it, and I thought, oh, this is quite clever. Like some of it... Are these those little white booklets? Those
4: yeah, little they're, they're little
2: white booklets, and there's cards that go with it. And yeah. I haven't I haven't used his card, because I don't... Honestly, I don't particularly like the design of it. Okay. But the card itself is surprisingly wonderful. Okay. Um, I don't mean surprisingly wonderful as in, oh, I'm surprised that Paul came up with that as a wonderful thing. But I mean, the reactions I've got from using really? this... Can't I'm, saying, I and, I, I'm and there's no BS... You know, I've, I've sort of tried to find stuff that I think is underused that people don't really know about. Mm-hmm. I am blown away at the responses I'm getting from this little card. You want to demonstrate it for us? Uh, yeah, I can. But before I do, let me let me tell you why I have it. It's because I had three gigs in one day, mm-hmm. and I was using a Labco pad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to have the charge at the end of the day. You know, driving mm-hmm. from one gig to the other, I yeah. did charge it up as much as I could. But there was no way I was going to have the charge... At the end of the day, so I thought, I need something else that I can go to that slots in that is easy and that I can do a number of people, uh, you know, and I this was a number of people for. Or close-up? This close-up. Okay. Three close-up gigs in a day, yeah. Okay. Um, and this little card, you know, I, saw, I sort of went to my drawer of stuff that I haven't used for a while or mm. haven't ever used in this case. And I got this out and I thought, ah, this has potential. I'm going to try it. And it's a card that's double-sided, mm-hmm. and one side has 21 words on it, and the other side has, like, 20 words on it. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you... Um, and the way, that, the, the way that I've done this...
0: Do, you want, do I just perform it rather than t- talk about yeah, it? Yeah, but
2: you're going you're gonna to point out a presentational flaw in a moment, which oh, is, right. why is there this card? Well, let me preempt that, because Please. I'm finding my corner. Okay. Um, and what I've done is, with um, imp devices and stuff like that, I've taken a card to a gig, a blank card, and just numbered it. And everyone that I've gotten to write a word, it will go on my amp device, and then they will write their word. And then while they're writing their words, see, you've got a card with 21 words on it. Right. And you think, well, why is this here? Yeah. And I say, oh, this is just from another gig that I did. Oh, okay. and, I, and I've rewritten this card so it looks like there's different inks hand and different, yeah, different handwriting and stuff okay. like that. So um, there's different colors, different... Yeah. yeah, so I've made it look as though... It really has been written on by a bunch of different people. So that essentially what I'm doing is I'm saying, here's a card for this gig. Write a word, please, and I'll try and divine that. And in the meanwhile, I'll show everyone this card from another gig. And now ah. it doesn't feel out of place because they just assume this is from a, this is from a different gig. Okay. Um, and that, uh, that was actually an idea that Aaron Calvert gave me. So thank you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. It, um, it is a really uh, good little idea there. But um, okay. So this card, I would, I would do this with up to four people. And I would say, for instance, uh, Kennedy, get a number in mind um, between 1 and 21. Go. Okay. Is this odd or even? It's an odd number. Odd, okay. Uh, Luch, number between 1 and 21, uh, do an even number because he's chosen an odd number. Okay. Okay. Uh, Each of you take a look at this card. This is just like the one that he's filling out over there, except for this is from a gig that I did a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah? So find your number on the card and remember the word next to it. Yes. Yeah? You each got one? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Now, Kennedy, focus on it. Yeah. Um, imagine and blah blah blah. All the presentation, presentation, presentation. Right. Imagine your word. This is um, the first thing I'm picking up is this is to do with this is to do with money, with cash, with like currency. Yes, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, great. And uh, Luch, um, let's do something different because his was quite straightforward. I'm going I'm to give you a chance to associate your word with something else. On the back, I've got another list of words. Yeah. You've got a word in mind. If it was pilot, you might try and find something that you'd associate with it, like wings or co-pilot, or airplane or mm. fly. Yeah, would be a good one. Or clouds. Or something that you can. Is there something on this list you could vaguely associate with yours? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Do me a favor. Picture it in your mind, and then I would draw out a castle.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And would that be exactly what you? That would be great. it. Yep. So very okay. straightforward yeah. mm-hmm. so far. I really, mm-hmm. I really like it. And then I'd flip it over, um, and in the meanwhile, I'll have two other people say, uh, "Why don't you choose a number between one and 10? Okay. Kennedy, you got one in <clears> mind? I have. Yeah. Uh, is this odd or even? It's even. Even. Okay. So, uh, Lutz, why don't you think of an odd number between one and ten? Okay. And uh, just find it on that list and just match it up. So now I've used both sides of the card. Yeah. Uh, and I would say, uh, right, Lutz, let's, let's work with you first. Um, focus on it. Focus on your word. You've got an odd number in mind, yeah? Yeah. Uh, this is, um, you're not thinking of numbers seven, are you? No. No? Um, do me a favor. Focus on your word. Yeah. And uh, just just flash it in your mind. Yeah. Just, just see it. Over. Over. That's Over. it. Over. Yeah. There we go. Now, Kennedy... Uh, your word is different. Um, it's um, it's scenic. Yes, it is. Scenic. Yeah. Yes. yes. And, and you see, but the react, even you guys are like, oh, that was pretty good. No, absolutely. The absolutely. reactions on this, it is fantastic. The way that this card works. Very clever. It really is super, super clever. And I really love it. And then with the presentation of This is actually just a bit from a gig that I had left over. Why don't we do this? The presentation frame is
0: very good. It it works. So I have to fight you on this. I really like it. You've actually sold me on the idea of using it and sticking a little card like that in my wallet. Great thing to do. Why not? I mean, that's fantastic. One thing I would say is the first stage reminds me very much of Mental Yarn by Bill Goldman, which I think predates this.
2: I'm sure that the crediting... Is where it then. needs to be yeah I, I would really be surprised if Paul's crediting wasn't on but the on second phrase, that,
0: that thing where you say you know it's very scenic your image and you got the, my word scenic that was very very clever I am concerned about where that would go if I'd chosen a different word for example if I'd chosen one uh, of the words on there, for example, is. Uh, the, I, I, I
2: don't know if I, 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 know if, yeah, well, I into, want to go too much. Yeah, because you be can't tell me the answer.
0: But for example, but if I chose the word island, that might. Oh, be very it, uh, trust me, it builds beautifully. Oh really? Okay. Oh, mm.
2: it, this is this is the thing that probably impresses me most, mm-hmm. methodology wise. My that, question
0: for you about is, is about repeating. So if um, you do it for another group. And somebody thinks the word, say the first group. Somebody thinks the word island, and then the second group, where the first person's over- overhearing it, they think of the word scenic. Is there a risk there that this, I don't that think there is a risk. Okay. I don't
2: think there is a risk at all because
0: okay. uh, a they don't
2: have they don't have all the time to burn mm-hmm. this up, and mm-hmm. b uh, it it just seems like a comment that flies past. Okay. Because you you didn't notice when I said the other
0: thing. I did because I know what I'm looking for, uh, and because right, right. I'm looking for the yeah. method but of working out. Have, they wouldn't but for, have in a regular conversation, absolutely, definitely not, definitely
3: not. Okay, well, I can I can fight Atlas for this one. Okay, uh, and the first, the first, well, I, right. gonna, yeah. This if if Atlas had come on and said this is my improvement of lexicology, I would agree with him. But I think what the, the changes, oh, the really not hang on, just shut mm. up. The really good things that he's about this are the things that Atlas has improved upon, where he's, he's actually bringing lexicology by Paul Canazio, is it? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where his floor is. He's actually made it better, but he's selling us on what he's done. So the couple of things I, I, that... I know, um, the second
0: gonna, phase for me, the second phase is the lexicology thing, is, 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 the, clever, is the cleverest bit. Yeah. He's given a framing, which I think we have to do for every effect. Like if yeah, you're yeah, I, talk yeah. About I don't, I don't think that
2: that's fair, because what you're saying is, oh, you've actually got a very good presentation. Well, everyone who well, no, performs you've, their bits should have a good presentation. Yeah, afterwards. but
3: you've changed this, haven't you? So I,
0: like, I've i got to say with Luch, if you had brought in the original card, right. yeah. that was the original prop. He's right, actually.
3: So... The fact, the hey, fact,
0: by, no, <laughs> of course <laughs> it is.
3: It's called fight your corner. So,
0: <laughs> even if, if you've got it, a list of
3: if you've got a list of things and it's all been done in different people's handwriting with different coloured um, ink. Okay, I, now I see where if you're going. if you'd have showed the original card, then you you've made this mightily well, better than I, what I it know, was.
2: I know how to counter this argument. In, in I'm going have not fairness, finished it. I, I, I haven't I, tried it with the original card, so okay. I don't know if it would have. If, well, if the impact would have been there.
3: The idea that reason. this is from another gig works, but, however. But you
0: felt so strongly about how it, ah, that, that you, you, had it, you had to, to have. Yeah, it. hoisted by my no! own so, Oh dear! And
3: also the, the part of it where you make the because you like the bit where you make the uh, association. Now there yeah, is a, no, that's the mental yawn. All right, okay. I'm so not so good on that. It's the second phase. There is a problem with this as well, and I've got to be careful how I word this without revealing anything. However, the one of one of the words that I thought of. Um, On the way up when Atlas did this for me, I could make a very strong association with this second word here.
0: Which is um, not the force. Which is
3: not the force. And that's because of in the UK there was a very strong association there. So Constantly, I had yeah. to be I had to be careful because he got that wrong um so, for I, the first time.
2: To be fair too, you can also very easily change that. That's the nice thing is if you do take I it. I think and, you're saying though,
0: you can change
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, yeah. fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So Atlas has lost. Um, <laughs> let's move on.
2: But to give it yeah, to give it its dues. It really is. I mean, pack small, plays big. It really did. I was amazed at the reactions I consistently got from yeah, that yeah. from the very first performance. I think
0: it's going to get great reactions because of your framing which if I decide to use this which I'm, I'm genuinely thinking about getting a hold of this and, and putting in my wallet. I'll be using your framing. I don't think I would use the pre-printed card. So I think there's a concept. It's great. The final execution, not perfect which is often the case. A lot of mentalism, core concept is great but we have to change it for our personalities and that's fine. Okay, good. Let's move on to the next one. Shall I go next or do you want to go next? Uh, I'm, I'm very flexible. Oh, are you? I can see that's where you, why you like me. That's why I like you. Put your, put your leg from behind your ear. That'll be good. More
1: editing. That's all I hear is... <laughs> Atlas, do you want to edit this? You edit? I love the way you... <laughs> 60- this episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk Okay, so this month I have brought you
0: this. Listen to this. Listen, listen, listen. You brought vicarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, such a good product. It's good. It's good. There's no zip on this model, though. No, this is um, this is called. Well, that's that's the super deluxe. <laughs> this is the super deluxe. The one this, with the zip. That's that's, you know, the that's obviously the, the inferior choice. So this is a watch. And it's called, it's called Perfect Time by Collector's Workshop, available from Viking Magic. Yes. And I recently got this because of a gig I was doing, actually, for a jewellery company. So I want to do something with jewellery and things that you'd have on you. So uh, this is the, the effect is this. You take off your wristwatch. You ask somebody, for example, if they know... a part- they can think of a particular time that is important to them. And then take the crown... I pull the crown out of the watch... I spin the hands around, and I turn it to a time that's really that's, that's good, you know, that's, um, that, that, that I think they're thinking of. Yep. So, uh, so I look at them, I do the frowny face thing, and then I push the stem back in again. I hold the watch just by, uh, by the strap, by the very tip of the strap, so I'm not interfering at all with the, with the crown, and they can name the time they were thinking of, yet when, when they do that, I turn the watch around, and I have set the watch face to the time that they were thinking of. Okay. That's the effect. Now, this was, um, there, was other, there were other models of this, but this is the original one. This is the sort of high caliber um, precision engineering original, mm-hmm. um, which I know other people sort of ripped off, which is a, a real shame about that. But this, this is made to last a lifetime. So, this is Time Machine. Uh, no, it's not. It's not Time Machine. It's called it's perfect, uh, time. perfect Time. Perfect Time by Collector's Workshop.
3: Can I ask you a question? Sure. What was the name of the uh, jewellery company that you were doing the gig for?
0: I'm not allowed to talk about that.
3: Was it quite a high-end company? Com- uh, com- company? Well,
2: yes. I, I know it is because you texted us oh. about this. So we do
3: know it, but we're just making a reference. <laughs> if you brought that watch out <laughs> at a high-end corporate gig, yeah. I would thing... probably punch you in the face <laughs> and take your money
2: back. Especially for this particular company. And so this is something where, and we've discussed this what is the brand written across the, uh, the watch like Seiko? Seiko. Seiko.
3: But it is a very, very generic, basic design of a watch, which looks like you would probably get it out of a Christmas cracker.
0: Yeah, it does look like a $20, maybe $50. $10. Really? Watch. watch. <laughs> it is, as far as functionality
2: beautiful and in my opinion it's the best version of, the of method's yeah in my beautiful. opinion far superior to the other things that I have seen yeah. out there um, and honestly I'm probably going to pick
0: this up right um, I mean the reason I brought it out because this is not new this has been around forever it's been around it's years. been around for, for a long time a long just long time. like those, but people have forgotten about it yeah. people mm. have forgotten about it well I was
2: surprised when you told me it was still available right and that's why cuz I had assumed I knew about it but I had assumed that you couldn't get it anymore mm-hmm. and that's what um, you know, I'm I'm definitely gonna go straight to the internet and, mm. and pick one up. But I mm. I do have the same concern that Luch does that it doesn't look particularly great and then there is a consideration that you've glossed over as far as I know
0: where he's going a time delay. Yeah before yeah. you, you have reveal to, yeah, for do the secret work. For yeah.
3: research purposes, have you without tipping too too much, have you looked at the longest possible time it could take? in the worst possible conditions. I think
0: it's about a minute. It probably is about a minute. I haven't. Um, now, I will tell you something that happened uh, during during the gig that I used it at, which made me completely restructure the effect. Now, this is probably more a performance thing than a, a prop thing, but it's... Uh, a couple of people said, oh, is that just a sound-activated watch? And so I just laughed but it I, off using my personality you saying, when you, when oh, you sure, yeah. And- oh, now, now show me 4 o'clock in the morning. And obviously nothing happens. But here's the
2: thing is when you did that, mm. each time I've seen you handle this watch... Mm. You hold it quite close to your mouth. Oh, do I? Yeah, you know, if you were to hold it further away, <laughs> I think your problem would be eliminated. Maybe
0: I'm just hoping that it's sound activated. <laughs> yeah, it's um, so it's a lovely prop. But I totally agree that it is, I wish it was an, a little nicer looking. I wish it was a little nicer looking. I do, I do. I um, do. So, anything else you want to say about this? But apart from that, it's absolutely beautiful. It's made to last a lifetime. The mechanism, is, everything. Is there
2: any kind of a warranty? I mean, let's talk about maintenance, you
0: know, maintenance issues—the kind of stuff that you know. I'm can not you sure. change out the
2: batteries on your
0: own? Or I don't know. Um, I, awesome. I haven't looked at that stuff. I, there's paperwork with it. i just not looked into it. You're but, like, I'm not a big reader. No, I'm, not a big <laughs> reader. <laughs> I'm a big reader. I'm a big instructions, what instructions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So uh, that's 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 perfect. Time. Well,
3: I'm I'm just doing You're a little bit it. I'm doing a bit of research right now.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm just working out how long it would
3: take in the worst possible situation. It I feels mean, like a long time,
2: doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and well, especially since he started that
3: research ages ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so not. anything else? Well I'm gonna I'm, as soon as I stop I'll tell you, we're still getting there. We're still getting there. We're still we're still getting right, there. Okay. Without talking too I much.
0: Mean, I, just to let you know, I have actually since that sort of that guest at the event saying, you know, is it a special watch, is it sound activated or whatever they said. Um I've come up with a completely different handling of the watch, um which I, I shared with you guys off air, which I think is re I mean without blowing my own horn here, I think it's <laughs> because if I could I would um So much more
1: editing. Why did you have to couldn't you just leave it
0: new on <laughs> <laughs> Then um I think I think my routining for this solves the delay problem whatever you're about to say it solves that my routine idea that I shared with you beforehand unless you're
3: unless you're solving of that problem is you hypnotise your audience to go to sleep for how long was a, it? it's one minute and ten seconds one
0: minute and ten seconds
3: okay there can it's be quite a two. long time but and also it's quite it could be quite fatiguing I
0: well I don't Come on, that, so that motion. Okay. If, if that's fatiguing for you, you've got bigger issues than watch. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe there's an underlying condition. <laughs> that I'm you, just saying, if at.
3: I, I, let's just do that for one minute and ten but and try and talk time, to time the time audience. Time. All yeah. right. So, uh, Looch and Kennedy,
2: you've both thought of a time. Now, only one of you can give me the time. Okay. Kennedy, let's hear what, what time you think I've set this watch to.
0: Um, I think you've set it to... Um, half past nine.
2: You're a bad person.
0: <laughs> no, no,
2: I'm, I'm just teasing. Uh, and, and Luch, you would have, no, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to say uh-huh. that Kennedy's time is correct. Now, but before I show you this, I do want to show you that if it had been slightly different, mm-hmm. the outcome would have been completely wrong and completely different. Okay. Now, Luch, what time instantly came to your mind? 10 past 10. 10 past 10. Yeah, I probably should have gone with you. No, I'm just kidding. Just uh, but, Kennedy, yeah. you said what? Half past nine? 9.30, yes. So, 9.30. Is there a specific reason 9.30 popped into your head? Does it have a, a meaning to you or
0: yeah. a special value? Were it you... was the time of day that I had my first shave. Your time... What?
3: <laughs> You've never shaved.
0: Remember, <laughs> yeah. we're helping him out here. <laughs> right. No, no,
2: you, you're eating up a lot of time, and I'm I'm still on the move here. But, <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, and, and I could point to other people. Now, you would have chosen something different. Can we can we all just agree? And the audience yeah. says,
4: get on. With completely it.
2: different. <laughs> and and now, yeah. But yeah, honestly, the way I would have handled that is yeah. I would have gone to a different time. So, but Candy, you did
0: say nine thirty. Nine thirty. What time do you set your watch to? 9.30. 9.30! The crowd goes, what, well, is that a voice activated watch? It is indeed, <laughs> yes, you can tell because I held it to
3: my mouth. Hang on, every
0: single time I know. When you,
3: So when you set that time, it must have been 9.25. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah
2: They'll yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like, that last blagging for the last minute was to get I
2: said I was at 9.29. So yeah,
0: absolutely, that is definitely a consideration. But I but think a Honestly, the way it's I would have handled thing. this,
2: oh yeah, I, I, I like this better than any iteration. <laughs> Yeah, um, that I've seen. But the, th- the way I would have handled it is if it was going to be too problematic, I would like to take three people mm-hmm. and and get choices. And then you go for so you would have chosen 930, you would have chosen three o'clock and you would have chosen something else. Mm-hmm. And I would have gone for the one that was the closest ask the other two why they chose why they chose their time and then made up some pseudo reason why the person who got the correct time chose the correct time.
0: Absolutely, which gives a, a new life to a few different routines as well. You could end up, if anyone's seen my my penguin lecture, as a routine where I spin a, a coin and I end up describing somebody who's the winner of that game. You could do something similar with this. Who gets yeah, closest what, to the time?
2: When I when I run into stuff like this, because I will...
0: the second person at the time, sorry, I'm just thinking this through. If you're doing it with this watch, I'll come at your idea in a second. Um, the second person who you ask for the time, that's going to be your force. So by the time you've asked five more people, you've had enough time to get. The, the watch to a certain time, and you can have written a description of that person.
2: Yeah, and and I think we touched on this before as well in, the, in in other podcasts. But it just goes back to really emphasize presentation is so important. It's the thing you you have to you have to make something work for you. you know, how can I you. take the
0: simple principle and make it into something completely different? Because at the end of the day, on stage, this watch—it's a tiny, a small, a watch it's face, a, small it's a tiny revelation. You're not going to be able to yeah. see. So what do you use that to achieve? Ah, that's
2: bigger. That helps me. That helps me to fight your corner. Is this something then that you're limited to, like with the lexicology? Mm. I wouldn't use this on stage. I'm right. limited to, I think, close up
0: with this. I think you could make it work on stage if you were just a little bit more creative. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him! <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, he's such a bad person. <laughs> okay, can we move
0: on? Shall we move on to the next one? I think it. we should.
1: This episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting-edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk.
3: Well, now it's time for my part in Fight Your Corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we first started this podcast, Ken, you said that we could bring... It didn't have to be a product. No, it could it be could anything. It could be a, a DVD. I remember you did a DVD on the very first segment. I did Luxemais. You did, uh, and this time I've brought a book in. Mm-hmm. I brought awesome it a in... uh... I
2: think you're underhanded, by the way. (laughs) Because he's not just brought a book. He's about like a classic. The only thing that would have been worse is like 13 Steps from (laughs) (laughs) and
0: by Corinda.
3: That's next month. (laughs) (laughs) So this month I've brought in uh, Peak Performances. Uh, by Richard Bush, <laughs> uh, a fantastic book it's a brilliant looking book. at uh, lots of different peaks. It's not just about peaks, though. There's a lot of other really clever things in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something that I came across recently that I completely forgot, mm-hmm. which invo- involved a coin. Oh, I really? thought that was really, really clever, where essentially you ask uh, one of your participants to uh, take out their uh, change and mm-hmm. just to hand you a coin. Um, you pull out a little envelope, place the coin in, and handed it back to them, sealed up, uh, and you... Have apparently predicted the coin and the date.
0: Oh wow, that's good. okay. That's but good.
3: The, the thing was, it was I think it was called PK Coin Surprise. Okay. Um, but the nice bit about it is that you don't actually reveal there. You just you just put the you take the coin off them, put it in the envelope, seal it up, and say that's for you for later. Open it up when the show's
0: over. So it's like the effect happens oh, when they're at home. Sure. So you've got some nice theatrical bits in there. There's I'm some lovely say, bits. I've got to say, before I go on to fight you against this one, because obviously our job is to fight it, I actually the only billet tear on, that I do.
2: Yeah, I know. You said this last time. The only his, bullet tell I do is,
0: is Richard Bush's Zen Billet P. This is, like P- I 10. said, this
2: is classic unfair luge win at all costs. <laughs> mm. I kind of want to limit him to just the one effect in that book. You can't
0: you change can't, the rules. I wasn't ah. allowed to do that on the DVD. Why I know, is this classic... Classic loot
3: win at all costs. I've just brought a book in. That's all you've done. That's isn't all it? I've done. Brought a book yeah, in. A book it's more in than you did last month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made, yeah. I so, created So do uh, you something use anything from good. this? Uh, Atlas? Yeah. Oh. Uh, Atlas,
2: yeah, do yeah I, I don't I don't think you can go through Bush's material and not harvest bits and pieces. Mm. The trouble is, he's he's brilliant and I love the book. I love him. I loved his conversation with mind readers. Oh, it, yeah. Really. Do you know, I mean I think I think Richard Bush is fantastic mm. but I have to fight my corner and the only thing I can come up with yeah. is that it is because of the format it's almost like a series of articles that he'd written yes. like, like a comp- or an anthology or a compendium of some mm. sort that um, I found it very difficult to get into I found it
0: difficult to keep book. reading like, I, start, I started reading it and then I found it, there's not much flow to it does that make sense? It's a series of sort of Yeah, but it's, like it's mini a great essays. book. It's a great
2: yeah, it's a great you book if you it. want to open it up yeah. to a specific page. And you'll get, like, some, right, you get some and, gold. And, and now I've Absolutely. got this section. Yep. Almost like the thirteen steps you're like, oh I want to, I just want to choose this step for today. Yes. And then study that. So it, are
3: you told me that the problem with this book yeah. is that you can open it up to any page and find gold. <laughs> is that what you were telling <laughs> yeah. me? Yeah. Is, well, is terrible, that terrible, what you are telling a me? Terrible, terrible. It's not it's not
2: like it's not a page turner where you go through it
3: from start to finish. Right. Okay. Yeah. I would agree. Does, um, would you say that it has lots of really usable, clever material in you're there? You're not being fair here. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to find anything what
0: I wouldn't use. near. there's some great stuff. Okay, all right. So uh, my negative on it is that it's diff- the flow's not there in terms of the writing. Yeah. Because I know uh, from what I know of Richard Bush, I don't know him. I don't know him personally. Listening
2: to him speak on the, on Ben Cummings' conversation. Oh,
0: there's a yeah, book test in here as well. Fantastic. Is yeah, and he's, he's, he's a very, really intelligent. And he really draws you really, into that. I mean, he's a hypnotherapist, is he not? I believe, so, yes. yeah. I believe so, yes. So I just feel like that, that sort of flow that hypnotherapists use could have been used in writing the flow of the material and that's not there for me. So mm. I found it difficult to keep reading it. I had to put it down, take a rest and sort of start reading yeah, it again.
3: That's that's a big problem.
0: <laughs> mm. Whereas the material itself... I mean, I forgot about that book test. That's really, a really good. good a really good book test. It's really good book test. Anyway. It's just not fair. He's like <laughs> flipping through it. and just he highlighting is. good bits. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Do
3: you remember the 21st century imagery? No, I don't, but I need well, to read it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Right, I've got, I've got the uh, downside with this. Yeah. Is it's hard to get a hold of now.
0: Oh, it's out of print. But that's not a negative of the book. I had to pick my copy up
2: secondhand. Yeah, Did you?
0: you? Yeah, from a specialist. Yeah, there you go. Mm. So that's a negative, I suppose. <laughs> it's too popular. All right, okay, so we need to vote. We do need to vote. We need to keep it legit. So uh, on that bit of paper there, just write down the initial of uh, the person who you think wins this round. All right, so this is legit. a secret ballot. A secret ballot because then you can't be influenced by everybody else. And, so, and right, I
2: can yeah. vote for myself. No, you can't. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I'm just kidding. Okay. All right, let's... Uh... This is great now. This is one of this these is- problems where we've got dead time. <laughs> this is just like on stage. <laughs> on
0: stage. Yep. No okay. dead time. No dead time. Okay, I'll write down mine. I'll just write down the initial. I'm going to just write it down here. Okay. i got spell, <coughs> Kennedy. Yeah, okay, and now Luke's just placing his vote. Okay, good. So, Atlas, show everybody who you voted for. I voted for
2: the one that I do not currently have...
0: Perfect time. Oh, did you? I
2: did because I, I genuinely love it. I'm gonna, mm. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's good.
0: It's good. It. it's good. Um, I voted for Luch. Actually, <gasps> I did vote for Luch because it's it's just a really good book. I just love it, and it's made me re-insp- it's re inspired me to reread it again. And um, with you know, this with, is fantastic.
2: With... We're either going to go into a tie, or, or it's Luch a is going to go to a
3: Perfect Time. And once again. The utter pointlessness of this stupid, stupid fight your corner is that I voted for Atlas's lexicology. Only because Atlas has improved it. So now we've tied. A three way Hang on. Do me a favour. Wake me up.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is, we have something that we created just for this moment. The mentalism (laughs) deathmatch.
3: Okay, so now this is a new segment, and it's designed purely to settle tiebreakers. This is the Mentalist Match. That
0: kind sort of sounds a bit scary. Well, it is. We literally have two mentalists fight to the death. Okay, yeah. so what happens later? Well,
3: we're going to paint you a picture. I want you to imagine a wrestling ring, the squared circle, okay. with people surrounded, vying for blood and guts, and they just want to see destruction that's ooh, it ooh, they yeah, have their yeah. little banners so, um, yeah, baby. two I think of go back to the Mexican wrestlers the, the luchadores not <laughs> okay. luch oh, adore the luchadores
2: so you guys it's like a whole section not yeah. only are the accents offensive <laughs> but we have to like get rid of the
3: actual content oh my name's Atlas I have to censor everything I would even have to censor Anyways, good luck in editing that one. So, <laughs> the, uh, the, the mentalism death match. Imagine two mentalists, masked mentalists in the ring, are going to fight to the death. Okay. Okay. So th-
2: this is important, that they are masked. That's a part of the game.
3: So, you, Ken, will have no idea who the two mentalists are. Okay. You can't get a, a sense of what they are by looking at their bodies. It's just a masked mentalist. Okay. Now, they will be using a series of moves. Okay. So, in wrestling, you have like pile drivers and suplexes and things like that. But the moves...
0: That they have <laughs>
3: yeah. are going to be names of their material that they're oh, known for.
0: Okay, so if it was um, Cassidy, you could say, "Oh, he's done the name and place finisher." Yes, hits yes, him yes. with a, the four dt that okay, kind well. of
3: thing. Okay. And you, I'm guessing you're you're going to be the referee or the the, the person who has to work this out. Yes, you have to um, to unravel who this men- mass mentalist is in the quickest possible. Yeah. So what will happen
2: time. is is one mentalist will throw. You know, we'll, we'll do a move. A move yeah. um, and it might be, let's say it's Cassidy. and it's, Oh, and he's hit him with his name and place. Yeah. If you don't then, there's a short pause. And if yeah. you don't then say Bob Cassidy, yeah. the next then the other person the will come back and do the move. And he's like, oh, and he's just slammed him with his uh, nod to pocket watch. Okay. At which point yeah. you'd go, that's Looch. And the Looch Luch is pulled. unmasked. And because he's been unmasked, he loses. Now, the way mm. this works is a tiebreak. Do you want to explain that, Looch?
3: And so the way that this settles a score is...
4: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Go on. (laughs) So
2: there's only one unmasked loser, and that person actually loses. The other two jointly win the um, the fight your corner portion.
0: Woohoo! Okay, good. I'm ready to go. So entering the ring, we've got two masked men uh, about to play their moves, and the first move's going to be to Atlas, whoever he's come dressed as to. Why is it me first? It's going to be you first, Atlas, so throw your first move. Alright Are you going and, uh, to do it in the, in, in the announcer voice? And he's stepped up to his Oh and he's got him in the headlock And he slammed him in a sign of fate A sign of fate I don't know what that is Next move uh, Luch. what is it?
3: But he twisted it And turns around And with a. Choices have consequences
0: Choices no, have consequences uh, Oh no <laughs> Oh fuck Is
4: it Leo? Casey's... Is
0: it Leo? <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh I'm, Okay Go, Carry on And he
2: was like Frantically looking At I his shove shove Okay. And uh, he's he's moved out He's danced away A little bit dazed From the choices Of consequences And he's luring His opponent closer And he's Oh he's just kicked him With a tribal telepathy
0: Oh no Oh it's It's, it's the guy With the um, uh, Jerome Finley. No Damn it. Okay Oh but
3: watch this He gets up He climbs the turnbuckle He jumps oh. up,
0: Kicks him in the face With his
3: Happy peak Who's
0: <laughs> happy Is it Max Maven no. Damn it! <laughs> uh, okay, you're going to
3: Atlas. Oh,
2: and his happy peak is left. There's some blood now. Uh, but that's all right. He's still he's still powering through, and he's body blow after body blow after body blow, and he's just slamming him. No, oh, no, he's just
0: dropped a legion on him. A legion. Is that a real thing? <laughs>
3: Okay I don't know Okay go on oh, He's rolling around on the floor He's writhing in pain But he gets He hears the crowd Going nuts He's calling his name Luchador Luchador He gets up <coughs> And puts him into a submission hold The Solid Ghost Revisited It's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's Richard Osland. No Solid Ghost Revisited
2: Oh um, I know it is You've only had You've <laughs> oh, had, had your one go, go. Okay, okay I know it is and, and, but his solid ghost visit visited, not as effective as he would have hoped it was, and now he slams it, his elbow, the drop,
3: oh, and he's got the numerical oracle. I don't know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know that is. you, I'm mind. gonna, I, I,
3: shut up, you've already had your go. It's time, it's time for, I need another one. I need another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Uh, um, it kicks him in the balls. He does a, a great suplex and puts it into a very difficult one in <coughs> half million submission move.
0: Barry Richardson? It's Barry Richardson. Barry! And he's been unmasked! Unmasked! i unmasked.
2: Unmasked. <laughs> unmasked! And that means, Kennedy, you and I are the joint
4: winners
0: uh... of the Fight Your Corner portion of so the podcast. Have you got any more clues? I want to try and guess who it was anyway. Have you got yeah, anybody else? all right. Else? So, so now you've been hit. Now you've... Uh, now you I'm going to take you now, now that he's down...
2: Whoa, his mask is off. His back is turned. <laughs> and he's been slammed with the relic! <laughs> the relic? Oh, and it's been followed up by Mindsight. <laughs> <clears throat> and the eyes of wisdom, and that is it. He's KO'd. That is
4: one, two, three. Ding, 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 ding.
0: I don't know who that is. Who was shall, it? Should I keep my luchador a secret? No, I like it. No, that's it. No. Um, is it? It's not Paul Brooke, is it? Who? <laughs> <laughs> who is it? It's Andreu. Andreo. Who's that? You see, I realized in
2: order to win this segment, I'd have to dip into ebooks. <laughs> oh. oh,
3: that's what the real work
0: that's is. That's what the real work isn't. Oh, uh, yes, very good. So, you okay, good. Thank you for
4: that. Things Winning. Are- <laughs>
1: <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's MindFX, cutting edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk. Tales from the Trenches.
0: So, Alice you were just talking about how you did this customized presentation these this bunch of customized presentations for sort of schools and trusts and how you had to blend motivational speaking with your entertainment stuff so let's talk about I think it'd be really interesting because know the three of us have all got some considerable experience in customizing and really tailoring presentations and performance to the audience and making sure they get out of it what they need well it, it is important if you want
2: to especially if you want to do the, the higher paying high-end sort of stuff you need to be able to get their message across and it does require an awful lot of thought i think this is part of why knowing the tools that are available to you Mm -hmm. and being able to tinker with your presentation is so important um like one of the things i did was a bank night and my my bank night methodology is from lucha's black project um but uh He's, he's literally holding himself back. He's so desperate to say the black. He's doing double thumbs <laughs> up now. You can't see at home, but Luch is like dying, trying to not say about. But yeah, he's uh, <coughs> got a great method. And what I've done, in fact, I think, uh, maybe I won't describe it here because I don't want to tip something to Hangar 18, but anyone who's bought the Hangar 18 package can see my presentation. I just changed, I just changed the fronts of the envelope. And they'll know what I mean. Okay. Um, but I, In a I, sort
0: of John Archer way.
2: Yeah, kind of in a sort of John Archer way, um, but even the ending, uh, I talk a lot about not assuming and how you make assumptions. So when it comes down to it, there are only really two outcomes there, okay. um, and, and both talk about assuming Things about people. So anyway, they, I, I just sort of—I want you to be a
0: little bit more vague for us. No, no, I, 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 I realize that there's little value in what With, I just said. without <laughs> without saying
3: anything. The climax is like an anticlimax, but it makes it even more stronger because he does. not <laughs> <it, it> Doesn't? <laughs> and that, which sounds even more weird. But essentially, Atlas comes out looking really, really good but without. Without being, face, yeah. Yeah, without, without being your face, yeah. Without yeah, being, yeah. It's very, very cleverly, cleverly done. Um, okay.
2: But the nice thing is that I get to tailor that message mm. so that the kids at the end learn a lesson. So I, I would do an effect, and then there would be a there would be a dialogue all throughout, and then that effect, the actual outcome, would
0: reinforce the message, which was one of these core values. Okay, can I just get a step back for a second? Because let's go back to the beginning, chronologically. How does this kind of engagement happen? So is it usually that? The organisation, or the group, or the schools, and, the, and the trust in this trust, and this, and this sort of circumstance—did they come to you and say, "Hey, can you do a customised, tailored presentation?" Or did they come to you just want to hire you? And then you said, they, "Actually, I can, I can tailor it." Did I they set the brief? They came to me. They came to me and said, "We would like to book you in for six schools. We've got the
2: dates. Mm. We'd like you to contact the school themselves." Right. And they, they would, they sent me, you know, carbon copied in the email with sure. the um, school head and get specifically what they want you to do and every school had a slightly different aim so everything was customized but at the end of the day they wanted uh, a show that reinforced the core values but was fun because they they <laughs> one of them said to me they had some um some mp came and and uh, addressed one of the schools and it was just snoozeville yeah he said the kids you could tell the kids didn't want to be there right. and that's not what they wanted um, and so they wanted something where it's entertaining and the kids almost learn in a stealthy fashion and, and they, they liked that. So with this one, I, I went through and, and two, two bits had to leave and uh, I had to find other pieces of material to really slot in because there was just no way on earth I could find a presentational slant that reinforced that message. Mm-hmm. But what I was really pleased with was the end because the thing that they wanted the kids to learn most, and they were really clear about this, was determination. They wanted them to learn a sense of... Um, responsibility for their own circumstances and a determination to see things through mm, and to mm. improve their own lives. So
0: sort of developing that tenacity just to yes, see
2: things. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the way I did my finale for this show, um, and I'll, I'll share it all here, but um, it was something where I really, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and this couldn't have gone over better. But what I did was I brought someone up on stage. Mm. And just for verification purposes, had them write down a word. I had them think of a word and then just to verify it later, wrote it down. And then I brought up a a big pad of paper. Yep. Yeah. And I wrote their word on it and just showed it to them. Didn't show it to the audience, but just showed it to them. And says, okay, and is this your word? And they said, no. And I said, really? And tore the piece of paper out, crumpled it up, set it on the table. Uh, And I did that three times and I failed You know, each time. And and I looked, I genuinely sold it. Um, So the second time I said, you know what? You're not kidding me? Or, no. Huh. And by then, the audience is starting to get a little bit nervous. And they sort of tittered the second time, but the third time...
0: It's suddenly the, kind of real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It. It's there's a, bit a sense too much, of, Yeah, it. there's
2: a sense of deflation. So now I have three wadded up paper balls there. And uh, I say, well, that, I feel terrible because that, um, that was our grand finale here. I'm really sorry, guys. I feel like a failure. And I just let it sit for a second. And then I said but whenever i start to hang my head in front of failure's face my downward fall is halted by the memory of a race a children's race young boys and girls how i remember well anyway it goes into this poem uh, it's all about this little boy who runs a race and he slips and he falls and he wants to make his dad proud and he's you know and everyone wants to win but he slips and falls and just thinks i'm never going to be able to do it but then there's a moment where he of, of inner clarity where he finds that tenacity mm-hmm. and he picks himself up and he gives it all he has and it crosses the finish line in first. Um, and and the uh, the poem ends with um, let's see how does how does the poem end? It uh, ends with "For all of life is like a race with ups and downs and all, and all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall." Mm. Um, so when depression or despair shout loudly in your face, remember you're stronger than you think. Get up and win your race. And by the and you know I'm I'm careful to move my eyes across the audience as I'm doing this. It yeah. went it went down absolutely fantastic. Uh couldn't have, couldn't have gone over better. And I said, with your permission, I'm going to try one more time. And this time I wrote the word yeah. that I'd obviously peaked before. But I wrote the word, and I showed it to the audience. I didn't show it to the lady yeah. that I brought up. And I said to the audience, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to say a word in the microphone. And if it is correct, I want you to react just like you would have for that little kid crossing that finish line. <laughs> and uh, her, I think her word was water. But she says... Um, I said, uh, Sue, into the microphone, say your word, and she says, "Water." And it was just epic. Yeah, epic. It couldn't. It couldn't have been better. And then um, I dismissed her seat, thanked her, and you know, as the audience uh, applause died down, I said, um, "Every failure we run into has the opportunity to teach us something. Success does not ever come in straight lines. There are ups and downs along the way. There are things that we learn about the process, about what we're trying to achieve, and about ourselves as we as we uh, move forward." And in fact, I failed three times before, but I bet you every single one of those failures can teach us something. I went to each paper ball and I opened it up, and it said, you know, each one in succession, never give up, mm. and I brought the house down, and that was it. That was, but it was, it was really important to that moment, to that assembly, to be able to end on such a yeah. strong note, and it really, it, um, it, it actually trended um with the hashtag never give up across that school on Twitter. Oh, wow. So it was it was something where I sort of looked at it and I knew that the message had hit home. Yeah. The way that I'd wanted it to. Mm. Um, and so I think when we talk about gigs and, and bookings like this, it's really important to properly think through what you can do with your performance, what you can do with your mentalism.
0: So let's take a look at the process that we go through then. So somebody comes to you with a customized a tailored message um, you, your process seems to have been there that in this particular instance that you looked at your existing act and thought, how do I tailor stuff to those existing routines? Have you ever done the other way around where you, you'll think, you'll yeah, come but, up with a concept and then you'll say, okay, which routines would suit that and how do I create a new routine or a variation of routine that's not already in my existing act?
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and there's a part of me that instantly says, well, don't reinvent the wheel unless you have to. Okay. But I, I would also really be clear in that nothing's too precious to be ditched. Okay. Do you know what I mean? There are some bits that clearly wouldn't work or that clearly didn't fit the theme. And that presentationally, they may have fit in an entertaining show very well, but they were not the right piece for that audience. so they they get mercilessly cut and then you have to think, what else can I put in there? And so I, I think you look at it both ways. You say, how can I be dynamic enough in my... Presentation of my current material to change this, so Mm -hmm. I don't reinvent the entire wheel. Mm -hmm. Because there is something to be said for keeping something that you know very well. Your performance is going to be crisp and clean, and really on par to where you want it to be. Yeah, Yeah. Because it's not the first time you're going out and performing it. Right. But on the flip side, you need to be able to to at the moment's notice think. What do I want them to see? How do I really want this to go? Or in this case, how do I need this show to end? To end yeah. And how do I achieve that? So I, I think I, I think um, where you can keep something, keep it. Because there is an advantage in performing something that you could do standing on your head. Right. And you've just changed a few bits and pieces here and there. But there's the inherent need to be versatile and conversant enough with methodology and with um, the... With a, a, the way that you want to perform something and the idea that you're, you're trying to uh, get across to be able to create something on the fly for someone.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, I did something similar when I, I, I did uh, a, a product launch. It was a corporate setting. So they said, you know, we're launching a car. Can you do something that uses the car? So we did some digging as to what the themes and what was the real brand message for the organization. And it turned out it, was a, it ended up boiling down to their whole thing was bringing the outdoors indoors. Which I thought was a really interesting concept, and so I ended up doing a routine where we had cameras set up in the car that had the car lower onto the stage. A person, a person from the audience gets into the car and they imagine things, and I'm able to tell them the things they're imagining as they're imagining driving. So bringing the outdoors indoors, in fact, further than indoors into their mind, and and that you know similar thing. I took an existing routine I was already doing where people imagine stuff. Yeah. And thought, how can I dress it so I'm going to put the guy in a car? Well, suddenly it's now about the car. Because they're no mm. longer just looking at the guy sitting on stage. They're watching a video of a guy sitting in a car. So, it, again, it just—I I, I prefer not to do new stuff. Sometimes you absolutely have to, yeah, or you yeah. have Some, to there's no maybe way go for your, your back catalogue as well. I mean, so I yeah. don't do a bank night right now, really, um, but sometimes I have to go and do a bank night just because it fits the theme. Um, so I did a thing for a casino a couple of years ago, and again, it, it had to have a gambling theme, so what was I going to do? You know, I, you know, know, It had to basically be bank night was one of the routines. So I used something for my back catalogue, not perhaps what my, my exists on the show. What about you, Looch? Have you had any experience of having... <coughs> I know you mainly you do a lot of weddings and private parties, but... You've done. You've got some experience with corporate as well. Yeah. Have you had to do customized stuff very yep, often? Yeah, Quite a lot. Okay. Um,
3: and some of the routines that I developed, uh, my uh, sort of chair test kind of it's called the color match routine, essentially, um, and that is designed to have a level of customization in there for you to tailor depending on the type of act. Mm. So if you're doing it at a wedding, you might have a message at the end. What comes out? Four envelopes are opened up after a series of impossible things. And the order dictates uh, when they open, and it spells almost, a message.
2: Almost like an Edith Joe's sort of. Hmm.
3: So okay. it'd be like, "Congratulations, Mike and Helen." Right? Okay. And it's all in that order, so it's like it had to work in order for that yeah. message to be driven home. But at the same time, you know, any message can be put in there.
0: There's a nice multiple outs now. You can have congratulations, Helen and Mike. Yeah, I can. Mike and Helen, congratulations. You could do. And <laughs> and Mike, congratulations, Helen. There you <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
4: So, but
3: for me, it's it's about compromising it. When you're talking about changing the context, you've got to go from A to Z, but you can change the context throughout there. You still have to go from A to Z, but yeah. it's the dressing up. Mm. Um, but if you so were to look at... do you do at, the
0: whole thing? Do you do that whole... Sorry to interrupt you. But do you start off with an existing routine, or did you come up with this because, oh, you thought I want something?
3: It all depends on whether you compromise the integrity of the routine, I think.
0: Okay. If well, you've got gonna...
3: a brief in one hand, yeah. and you've got a routine here, yeah. now it's like how much can I make this message come out of this routine? Yes. Okay. Is it like putting a round peg through a square hole? Am mm-hmm. I going to get to the point where I'm losing what the routine is about, the core essence of it? Yeah. And then that's about then, okay, well, how else can I spread this message and get this objective and brief across yeah. it's like, it's in like a, like a different Christmas way?
2: Thing. You remember that Christmas before uh, yeah, call? You yeah, yeah,
3: got... yeah. It is exactly like that. Um, we were, well, I, I received a phone call last, uh, last year at some point. I can't remember what point of the year it was. Uh, from a marketing company who had this idea their client was um, a big legal uh, firm and they were pushing out and doing some more commercials and their idea was to um, do something around Christmas and the act of giving and making them look like they were a very caring and giving and loving kind of company yeah. and they had this idea where they wanted to do something with, uh, with Santa and giving presents to um, the kids that were, let's say, needy kids, unfortunate kids, kids what you know might not be able to get the latest presents and what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the phone call I had was in the car with Atlas, um, and we were just—I don't—I think we were going to go for a drink, weren't we? Somewhere we're on our way yeah, to. We
2: we're, were on the way to uh, the back.
3: And this guy had a very clear-cut image of what he—the message he wanted to get across—and mm-hmm. said, "You know, can can you come up with some ideas for this?" Um, and straight away Atlas had this this idea because he could hear the conversation he was, he was not, kind of not explain in. the, uh, the thing. <laughs>
2: but, but instantly the, the point is that yeah you tailor make something for what they want yeah um, and you you described at the time as you have a set of tools from which you can construct anything
3: yeah it's, it's a toolkit isn't it yeah it's a toolkit and we can create your product with that toolkit um, so give us the, the spec and the brief and we build it around what you want, mm. essentially.
0: And do you think? Do you enjoy doing that, or do you prefer just to get up? Do you, I mean, people might be. Yeah, you know, some people might be listening. to This thing. Well, I just want to get up and do my show, or I'm just a close-up yeah. guy. Or, do, do you?
3: Think- I come from a design background, so as a design challenge, yes. it's an interesting problem to solve. Yeah. But at the same time, I like the I like doing my material as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, a lot of the time with, with the corporate work, what comes in, want to. And you have to give across a certain message, or specify a satisfy a certain brief. Mm-hmm. Then it's usually for big money. So you know, yeah. money talks.
2: Yep, absolutely. No, I I, I was going to say the same thing. I I like my act. I do my act. Obviously, you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy it. But there is um, there's a satisfaction that comes with solving the problem and then delivering the product and having it go over just as you hoped. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't think uh, I don't think anyone should ever be too stuck in their ways to try something new.
0: I think also, I've, I know I've personally developed things as a customised, tailor-made presentation and, th- and thought, oh, I don't love this as much as my act. Then you p- put it together and it becomes clever. Then you put it in front of the audience. You go, wow, the re- reaction was phenomenal. And then suddenly you create a sort of generic version of that and it ends up going into your show. So, but it forces that creativity as but well. But what's
2: really interesting about that is that in this situation, in, in all of these situations... We are creating for the reaction, yes, I mean that was the focus. I knew the reaction I wanted, and yeah. I thought, how do I get that yeah and i and I think that that's an important thing to understand is if you want to have a show that really that really grabs people and entertains them, or whatever it is that you want your show to do, create for the reaction. Yes, I think that's is such an essential um idea and yeah. such an essential component of successfully. Producing something that you've envisioned, mm-hmm. and I think so many people miss that they just think, "Oh, here's here's a good trick."
0: You're absolutely right, and it has to—you have to have that end in sight, and that's what you've got to do. So, I think we all, you know, I think the more you perform, the more you get asked to perform, the more you're going to ask to do this tailor-made stuff, and mm. and hopefully those tips and ideas and insights are Help out. are useful. Mentalism taboo. So, who am I reading to? You are going to read, I believe, they must be my cards, so you're going to read them to Atlas. Oh no, this is already a
4: problem! <laughs> right, okay. I, hope, I
0: hope these are good, Ken. If not, I'm just
3: going to randomly say random stuff. Hold
0: on, I've got a big timer. Okay, get the timer ready.
2: Ready, steady. Hey, no hard feelings about the early Yeah, f-
4: yeah. <laughs> <Rude>. <laughs> beep shit out. Steady, oh.
3: go. Um... Oh god! Right, something that you would um, use in a live show, and it's not necessarily a mentalism thing. Microphone, table. Keep staying. going. It's something like that, but you would use it to communicate, maybe off stage, going on to on stage. Uh, two-way
2: radio. Keep going. Radio mic. Uh, you're on the right lines.
3: Keep going. What? Pass. <laughs> Just pass. Just move oh, on. Move it on. Uh, okay. Um, him. Kennedy. A routine that he did on his penguin lecture. Uh, okay, E1 prediction. No, it's prediction. It has a, no. A, a laptop. He uses his laptop.
2: What? Oh, I don't
3: care. Pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a mentalist, irate. I rate. I like this mentalist, okay. and he was a big inspiration on me. Richard Bush, Annie Nyman. Uh, uh, really famous. He, he did uh, 4DT.
2: Oh, Mark! Uh, sorry, Bob
0: Cassidy.
3: Okay, another routine, really famous routine that he did. It's not for DT, and it's uh, not. Name in place. It's time. not.
1: Ah, oh, it. Any
0: points? Nothing. Nothing. Chronolog by Bob Cassidy. Oh, the. You could have told you me. The the, the uh, to you could have said the word diary trick. You yeah, could have said the diary trait You know, I don't. I, I don't. Think, to be honest, I, I don't actually. Prologue.
2: He's an amazing performer because it sounded like he was
0: trying his hardest. Hard. But then time. you also, you also. I, I'm the, going to win, and that's the end of it. That's it. You didn't get Mr. Golden Balls by me. And uh, the first one was an earpiece. I'm afraid you were on the right line. You of nearly earpiece. were so close to that. To be fair, close.
3: though, I do almost question that because that's not really a mentalism.
0: Earpiece. Um, earpiece. I think if you ask certain mentalists, you'll find it very much is. All oh, right. Well, a mentalism too. Um,
3: can you tell me what mentalism um, producer or company actually makes those? Yeah, I'm sure there's loads. <laughs> <laughs> not not Senizer. <laughs> oh uh, sure. Okay. Huh? Unfortunately,
2: yeah. against my own best interests, I can tell you that it is indeed made. By uh,
3: that cesareal guy. Oh, does he make an earpiece? He does make an earpiece. So. Um, and was I right in saying that that was the one you used with a laptop? It is. right. Yeah, I was, right was, right was, was
1: using a laptop. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, okay so next round. Let's
0: move on to the next round.
1: This episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk.
3: Okay, so two episodes ago, we did a little game. It was an encrypted game where we would speak or say a paragraph or a sentence or a phrase that had a product with a hidden meaning in it. Mm. Uh, do you remember that Ken
0: It was quite fun, yeah, so we sort of give each of us give a different clue for a different mentors and product and its author and so uh, we had lots of people enter the contest and send in what they thought the three products we were talking about. Were. And we have got a winner. The winner for this contest is... Uh,
3: Mr. Perry C.
0: Perry C will protect his identity, but Perry will be in touch with you very soon to give you the choice of which of Atlas's products that he mentioned
3: Ah, uh, to be fair, I think Perry already contacted us and made a choice. Oh, did he do that? Uh, if he was to win, mm, oh, uh, I think he chose to win the real thing.
0: Oh, he did. He won the real thing. You're right. Sorry. Mm. So Atlas about. will um, we'll we'll send that him. over to you. And congratulations, congratulations, Perry. Congratulations. Let's just go back over what the uh, the three answers were. Just yes, case so you are wondering. Um, so the first one was pretty easy. A lot of people got this one. Yep, that was
3: "Bigger Fish 2 by Peter Turner.
0: The second one is one that threw a lot of people a curveball. A lot of people thought it was The Art of Mentalism by Bob Cassidy. And mm-hmm. it wasn't The Art of Mentalism it's by Bob a play on words.
3: It was The Artful
0: mentalism. mentalism of Bob Cassidy. So that's what we're looking for. And Perry's the first guy who came in with the right answer to that one. And a few people got this last one. Not many people got the last one, but it was...
3: Uh, this Way Up by Paul Brooke and Colin McLeod. So if
0: you guessed any of those, well done, congratulations. Like I say, uh, Perry Atlas will be in touch with you very soon to deliver the real thing.
4: Congratulations!
0: We love you, Perry! So a lot of people ask us how they find out about the latest episode. Make sure you don't miss out on any of the banter, any of the stupidity, or any episodes of the 3 Mentalist podcast. The only way to make absolute certain that you don't miss out is to go to 3 and make sure you put your name and email address in the little subscribe box. We always email that list of people first, so you never miss out on a single bit. Alright, back by... Popular demand, surprisingly, from us, from
2: from Lucian Kennedy, <laughs> who lost badly last time to yep. me. That might be what's the the impetus for this uh, bit coming back. I, I don't are... think we
3: lost badly. It just you went over by about six pence or something, yeah, which caused the loss. So it's, yeah. if, six pence is just six pence. Is a marginal error. It's a lot error. to take. It's a lot to take. So, yeah, but you back. guys were both wildly
2: off on prices, whereas I was consistently in the zone.
0: Okay.
3: No, no, no you, you didn't get mine
2: at all. You were miles off. Yeah, but yours was a surprise. It was Let's a not wallow surprise.
0: on the past, gentlemen. So right. So yes, back. we are
2: we are playing this pricing game, which bears no resemblance to any other pricing game Everyone. you'll have ever yeah ever seen or heard. You keep your mouth shut, Isn't, Looch. Oh, this is the one. That... No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. This is not worth the bit. <laughs>
3: what? No? I don't even remember the. Okay, remember. Yeah. Yeah. What was um, it? No, no. You, you too. Literally. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's one. Yeah! Yes. All right, I knew I'd
0: so... remember it. So I'm going to read out mine and then you guys can guess the price. Now remember the rule is you can be under, you cannot be a penny over. The person who is closest wins the round. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So not a penny over. Okay. Four products that have sold on ebay.com. And we're we're clear this is in pounds. No, this is in dollars. This is in U.S. dollars. All right, so we're playing this game in dollars. In U.S. Great. dollars. okay. And, so. and it's
2: not four. It's up to four. We've got three up or four items. Up to four items.
0: They yeah. must have sold. And these items, in, they exclude the shipping. So it's the price, the product, sold so far for. on eBay.com. You, you can
2: tell we've tidied up the rules quite Tied a bit after, after some arguing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I have four products for you today, gentlemen. Product number one. Paul Brooke on Mephisto's shoulder. On Mephisto's shoulder... Paul Brook. That's the first one. Ready? <laughs> who's who's going first? Okay, so you, I'm gonna I'm gonna no go no the way the this package. is is you you name all four name yes, them all. I know but I'm, I thought you were gonna write down your numbers no and do
2: no no, no, no I'm sure. doing what's called math in my head
0: okay we call it okay. maths Cer- anyway, certainly certainly something that uh, talented people can do that's very nice
2: or also untalented people normal people people that are slightly better than should you. should we get back to the game yeah yeah
0: okay so that was Paul Brooke on Mephisto Solder and then we've got roulette. By Christopher Rawlins Okay. The third product out of four is Milborn Christopher, Christopher's Favorites. It's an out-of-print book, collector's edition. He's and really think... trying to
2: pitch us here on the on the price being higher, but I'm I'm not gonna fall for this. I think it's actually I'm... a very good
0: book. It's got a couple of really nice bits in it. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. here. And the fourth one is a prop, it's Thought Scan by Richard Osterland. Now, this is not obviously the retail price that he puts on his website, so it could be higher or lower than that. It's the price it's sold for on ebay.com. So those four products, again, if you're playing along at home, if you want to write them down, is Paul Brooke on Mephisto's shoulder. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Mephisto. I think so. Roulette by Christopher Rollins. Milbourne Christopher's Christopher's favourites. And Thought Scan by Richard Osterland. Okay, so who's going first
2: on this? You're both going to write down
0: your answer so you can't... Do the higher or lower ridiculous? Well, I have to
3: convert it to um to US dollars to US now in my head.
0: Yeah, US dollars. Okay, I've got the exact price, pounds and pence. I'll give you a pen there, Luke, so you can commit your answer to you know to something or other. Cheers, mate. And uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask Atlas for his his thinking. Have you got any? Have you got any thinking as you went along? There's my uh, there's my number. Yeah,
2: I've I've got a process that okay. I don't care to reveal to you. Okay, that's very um, nice. But uh, I have submitted my my total.
0: Very interesting. Okay. So I've got from from Atlas, I have 79 US dollars. And from Lucha I have 140 US dollars. So almost double. Like a big difference there. Yep, great big gap. The actual total. So Paul Brooks sold for $39.50. Roulette by Christopher Rawlins sold for a mere $17.50. Then Millbourne Christopher, Christopher's favourites, $15.50. Alright, we're at $71.50 right now. Thoughts scammer, Richard Oslin, 74 dollars Oh no, that's where I went wrong. Boom! Uh, you don't war... know about
3: me. Boom, you don't know about me.
4: <laughs> 100
0: $140 $47.42. Not a penny over. Only $7.42 under. It's Luch is the winner. Just
3: just listen, listen, listen. That's me slapping Atlas.
0: Slap.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's I'm gonna ready. get his own back at some is, point. Yes, he is.
3: Okay, Luch, you're gonna read him. Uh, I've got to read mine out. Yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I have four products for you.
2: So, so Luch won that one by being the closest. How are we gonna keep track of the overall winner?
0: Okay, well that was he was seven. He was seven dollars forty two out.
2: Under.
3: Under. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't Without go over. If you go over, you're oh, out. Right. Right. Yeah, dollars no, exactly.
0: Seven so. forty two is the difference <clears throat> for Luch.
3: Right. Okay. So. My first product is, is Charles Gauchy's Eye to Eye. Ooh. Okay. Okay? Yep. A classic of mentalism. Mm-hmm. Um, one I've never owned. I've never actually owned it.
0: I me mean, that. I've seen it. I no, like the lots idea of, people of what talk you have to do with props. It. That scared me. I threw
3: me off Terrible a little bit. I mean, yep. Right, okay. Uh, the next product was Plunge of Death. So a DVD um, by, we all cock know, off. Cock off. <laughs> yeah. So that this was an Alakazam DVD a few years ago. You cannot get it anymore. Oh, you can't? It's okay. rare as hen's teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have the original Visa Cabaret Wallet by Stephen Tucker. Okay. The original one as well. Okay. And I think it, was, it had insights by Wayne Dobson and Mark Paul. Right, yep. Because I know Mark did that. Those series of lecture notes with brilliant. The, the added bit in it. So it's, it's that, good. that product. That product. Uh, and finally, <laughs> quite, um, let's say, uh, going back to the fight your corner, we said that we can't get peak performances. I looked at this as well. <laughs> I almost put this one down. Oh, so, you um, do you have an advantage? <laughs> peak performances <laughs> was Richard was. Bush, the first edition hardback book. Uh, with a dust jacket. Oh, with a dust jacket, yeah. So they're my four products. Do you need a recap? Nope, I nope. got him. Okie dokie then. There's my price, sir. Uh, so um, Atlas has his
0: price. Is it in dollars?
3: It is in US dollars, oh, indeed. Sugar. Yes.
0: Sugar, I haven't put mine in. in, do, in do you need to convert? I'll just I'll just do some conversions over here. Um,
3: How are we doing, buddy? Uh,
1: it's that one.
3: Okay, so Atlas that. and Ken. Okay, yep. Yeah, we have from Atlas a hundred and sixty-four dollars. <laughs>
4: okay. Oh, $164. Dollars.
3: Okay. Ken has 70. $79. Is that 79 Yeah, $79. $79. Give the, me the actual... i you Give found me... a
2: wallet that went for less than 60 quid? Uh, really? Okay, let's
3: go yeah, and have a look. So, Eye to Eye by Charles Gauci. Uh, just a rough indication. What did you think that went for? I thought it was I about guess. 12 to 15. I thought, it,
2: I thought it was maybe
3: tops, 30. Okay, that went for £6.50.
2: A oh, that's about a it's about ten dollars. Ten dollars. Okay. To um, be fair, I don't know a lot about it, so it was yeah. a
3: guesswork. Yeah.
0: For me. Oh, I put twenty dollars. I, I thought ten pounds, but twenty dollars. Ten dollars. Okay.
3: Okay. Um, cock off the plunge of death DVD. Yeah. Very difficult to get hold of. What do you reckon that went for? I put
0: nine dollars. for nine, that DVD's lose yeah. their value.
3: Pretty, yeah. You're right. There they do. I think they outsell books by about six to one. Don't they they do they yeah. I, I did roughly uh, the same. About that, you'll be surprised. Ninety nine pence.
0: Whoa! Whoa about a dollar fifty
3: or something. Oh.
0: But so um, we're like 11 bucks. To be honest, that's more than many mentalism ebooks are worth. So I think it's doing really well. You know, yeah, that's true. I can true, see but... where
2: this is going. The way he's milking this, we're both over. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, and he's going to take tremendous pleasure. Yeah. So I want, I want
3: to get to this anti client. I want to right. steal the moment. Okay, from moving him. on. He wants to steal my moment. <laughs> yeah. uh, Visa Cabaret by Stephen Tucker. How much do you reckon? I put down $15. Ooh. I put about 20 12 quid. So, so you're right. both pretty Ooh. close yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Okay. And finally, Peak Performances by Richard Bush, the first edition in hardback, went for... 35 30
0: I went 35 US.
3: £22.39. I think we're both pence. over. I think we're both so the yeah, total we massively was... Massively over. ...$65.43. Oh, a pattern. I'm the best.
2: <gasps> he finds the mentalism... Bargain basement scraping the bottom of the barrel. He does, he does. Yeah, the all right. Over. Zero points. Zero Woo. points, fair enough. All right, so it's my Atlas. turn. Atlas. You guys ready for this? Yeah. How many products have you got? I've got three. Three products, okay? Three products, okay. The first is Lee. <laughs> Sorry, this is funny. Why is it funny? Me. Because it's the Lee Earl Center Tear Teach. VHS. Oh, wow. <laughs> VHS?
3: That didn't oh. sell. <laughs>
2: wow. Oh, it sold. <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 Right. The next is the Sticky Blue Book. Anthony Owen and uh, John Archer's Mentalism book. I've never heard
3: of that. Sticky Blue Book. I've never heard yeah. of that.
0: Never have I. Is that fairly new?
2: I, had you heard of it before you read it on there no I found it and then I read up about it and it was interesting apparently it has contributions from Mark Paul and whatnot too oh, it's, wow. it's, a, wow. it's all about repositionable um,
3: ah, stuff so yeah okay. Mm, okay. that's going to be difficult to make a, a gauge enough you know, really because yeah, I I've don't never know heard of it, it. I, don't okay. know what it okay. Okay. I don't know what it went for okay. So, okay, let's, yep.
2: yeah. and finally oh, here's, possibly, the curve ball. Yeah, here's the curveball here's, curve curve ball. Curve. I knew here's it. the curveball and, and this is this is a curveball Ken that might strike a little bit close to home with your ego Whisper <laughs> by Ken <Dine. laughs> you found one of those alright I did indeed find one of those and what surprised me the most was that it sold yeah I know <laughs>
0: I had such a trouble selling those so did you buy it yourself <laughs> <laughs> for your own <laughs> stock <laughs> yeah okay I don't, I don't know where to place that um, what would you retail it for I, I retail it for 200 wow yeah so, I so you know ain't that. gonna be selling it for <laughs> that <laughs> are you <laughs> I don't know, yeah. 30p hmm.
2: 200 dollars or pounds right, 200 pounds it was okay I think that's an important distinction
3: to make here. You sold that one book. Yeah. One effect for £200. Yeah. God. <laughs> that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, the Blamp Project is way overpriced. I think so. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to put... Hmm.
2: Here you go, guys.
3: I'm pressing you for your answers.
2: you got to submit them to me. Oh, you got you ready, yours? And this is, again, in US dollars, so make sure you do conversions, please. Yeah.
3: Um, will just have a guess on this one I've never heard of that sticky blue book
0: can you read that number in the circle Does that I make can
3: sense? indeed read the number in the
2: circle and I can <coughs> tell you straight away we're going to have a definitive winner here
4: oh cool. no Looch
2: has submitted for 85 and Kennedy has submitted for almost double that 165 which means I'm over aren't I am over on i do not know so I'm... the VHS oh. Cassette Of Lee Earle teaching the center tear went for $3.99. I put $4. That's that's pretty good. (laughs) That's that's off by one. Off by one. Go Kenton. Uh, (laughs) The Sticky Blue Book by Anthony Owen and John Archer. $11.24. Okay. Okay. 10 I put. Quite so. So this is
0: the one, isn't it? Oh, I'm really nervous.
2: (laughs) Whisper by Ken Dine pitched as a limited edition and rare piece of mentalism. Uh-huh. 13 bids. Furious bidding for wow. it. drove the price all the way up. What did it sell for originally?
0: 200 pounds,
2: which is $320. Mhm. Drove the price
0: all the way up to oh, no. 173.50 and Ken is the winner. Oh. Yay! 173.50, which means my difference uh, I put one hundred and sixty-five, one hundred and seventy-three fifty. The total was 190
2: and ninety, oh, and seventy-four pence. One
0: ninety and seventy-four pence, and seventy-four
2: cents. Cents, yes, obviously. Okay, cents. so the difference between one ninety seventy-four, one sixty-five, you'd have been twenty-five dollars and seventy-four cents.
0: Okay, so the winner the- for the whole game, yep, is Luch. Really. Yep. Lucha's the winner for the whole game. Yeah, oh, What a surprise. There you go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to come next week. I think I want to quit. Yeah, I'm quitting. Like, I'm
2: the retiring podcast. from the game. Undefeated.
0: <laughs> I'm out.
2: Well, I defeated you last time. No, nah, you didn't. I won this round last you time. Made Sitting on
0: him and eating his food doesn't count as defeating. Him. Oh, come
1: on. That's got to <laughs> get cut. Finish him! <laughs> Twice in one podcast! This episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting-edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk.
0: All right, so we really appreciate all your interaction, and we had some really good... We like to respond to those bits of interaction, so do get in touch. Remember, you can tweet us at 3Mentalists. You can get in touch through the Facebook page, 3Mentalists walked into a podcast, and also, obviously, through the comments on the blog itself at 3Mentalists.com. And one person who did that, and he Uh, got in touch about... uh, I had a question, didn't he? He had a question about a friend's wedding did, or something. He did,
3: yeah. Uh, I don't know this guy's name. He just he goes by the handle T Pratt38. T Pratt? T Pratt38. So he says, Great podcast. Listen to all three. Uh, I enjoy the fun moments and the three of you going back and forth, or third, perhaps. Um, could you tell. Oh, I've got to read it how he's wrote it. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Could you tell story about how you got your first paying gig and how you decide on rough price to charge? Will be my first paid performance. I have about four years experience as an amateur. A friend asked me to perform at his wedding. Uncertain how to tell him since he wants me to perform for each table. I will need to charge him a fee. Any recommendations or personal experience other than you don't work for friends. Thanks in advance for input and a great podcast. So it's a bit disjointed, but I think he's basically wanting some information and advice about uh, deciding your prices, which is... Could, tough question. Yeah, it's a very tough question. But also the thing that I think is important is um, his, his question that he's been asked here is that to perform for a friend's wedding.
0: Which is also tough.
3: God, it's a difficult situation, isn't it? Because there's a massive difference between going out and performing at someone's wedding who you don't know, and then being approached by, you know could possibly be your best friend mm. and say, oh man, come on, do a, just do a... Actually, I recently tables. got asked,
0: literally two days ago, I got asked to perform at a friend's wedding.
3: Right, and well, in that case...
0: I'll tell you what I've done. I said to him, I, I would love to, um, but it will be casual. It won't be like, I'm not going to come and do a show for you. Cause that's not fair. I want to be part yeah. of your day. I would never do that because what happens with friends is, and I know he said no without saying don't do it, Only the major problem with friends is they have such high expectations because they know you personally. Yeah. They don't know you as a performing persona. And it's quite difficult. So I I would say I would never charge a friend to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I performed at, you know, a few friends' sort of weddings and stuff like that. Actually, I, I think, uh, yeah, I performed at Colin McLeod's wedding, for example. Right. But I was there anyway. I was an usher. I was there and it was and everyone sort of did a little bit. And that was fun, you know. And you do it for the fun of it, not because... You definitely should not view that as a gig. No, not at all. It's a bit of fun that you're going to do for a friend to contribute to their wedding day. It's almost like your wedding gift. Well, that's exactly
3: them. how I would view it you know say yeah i'll be more than happy to do some bits and bobs but you know see it as this is my gift to you guys um f- for doing it i certainly wouldn't take it as a as a proper paid book what do you think atlas
2: uh, I, I think you're on the right track i would i would ask um i think there's an opportunity there for a win-win situation I, I think wherever you're at whatever you're doing there should always be win-win um there is, Situations that you created. It was I very articulate. Yes, I like yeah, yeah, the no, Yeah, yeah. No, it's in the <laughs> afternoon now, and I've got the idea. Uh, <laughs> <Finish> it!
0: <laughs> Three in a podcast.
2: No, there, there should always be a win-win transaction mm. that happens, and, and I think really what uh, what you can do is say, look, there will be a photographer there. Exactly. Um, I will I will trade you this. I mean, obviously, you'd like to compensate me. I want to give you a gift. Let's meet in the middle. Mm. And can you can you trade me for, for some pictures? I'd like at least five good shots. Yep. So if you can tell the and, and just really emphasize, tell the photographer I'm going to be there. Um, please make sure that they follow me around for, for whatever portion of time I'm doing this. And that way, because he says, I think, in the question, doesn't he, Lutz, that... He wants to perform. He wants to start doing gigs. Yeah. So, yeah. Or gigs, yeah. 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 The picture, honestly, some of the best marketing material you're going to have is going to be photographs Can of I happy just... reactions. And I've seen so many really appalling staged pictures oh, yeah. of like a fanned deck of cards and someone, you know, it's like a perfect fan and someone's yeah. holding a card and then someone yeah. else is Pointing with the hand at their hand over their face, yeah, yeah. And I've just seen so much that's cheesy, and it's not a real, yeah, you can tell. performance. And people can tell, and, and it it does. It's better than nothing, but it's not. It's not going to be as good. Uh, as... I think we as should the ask. Tell us who's
0: got a lot of experience in this kind of thing. Is Michael and Murray? Michael, what do you think? To be honest, I haven't really got a clue. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to have a paint and a little thing, but and get back here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think I think very valid. Is Cheers, Mike. Yeah, he probably no. is overcharging, yeah. <laughs> What's up with him? And, uh, I don't know. It's just... It's just it's Should so, we talk about the prices price, maybe Prices. Well? Yeah, prices the thing. I think... I mean, I, what, do you have a certain approach to your pricing? I mean, obviously, you do have an approach, Luke. Uh, Luke. I think,
3: if uh, you call me Luke one more time, I swear episode. to God, I will kick your face off with the happy
0: peak. <laughs> <laughs> Luch, what's your approach to pricing, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the pricing structure is based on very you know different different things. Private performances are completely different to corporate pricing, so you need to have two different price brands. Um, you need to also look at things like what the market you know look at your competition and things like that. You can't. I mean, I suppose you could set your own pricing. Um, but it has to be, to some extent, in line with what uh, similar acts are going for. It has for. to be
0: informed. It has to be based yes. on.
3: You can't just pull a price out willy-nilly. So you have to do your research in, the, in, that, mm. in that case. But tell
0: me how I started pricing myself. I, I, want, I was obviously always a mentalist. I never went out as a magician. So I rang around, called around, and find out, found out how much magicians in my local area were charging. And I realized that what I wanted to do was set myself to be completely different to a magician. So if I was £50 more expensive than a magician, then I would be seen as an expensive magician. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I was significantly more expensive, you know, maybe £200 more expensive, then they would think, actually, this must be very different. Yeah. That's something I talked about a few times. I think with a few different people, but I think you know you have to make sure that it, it aligns with your brand, who you are, what you're saying, you're doing. At the end of the day, if you're um, promoting yourself as an elite performer, but you're like doing bargain basement price deals, then yeah. there's there's a contradiction there. There's a confusion there. What, yes, what you're yeah. setting out. You genuinely as
2: well. have to see the value in what you're doing. Mm. If, if you if you feel like you're overcharging, you are. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if if you feel like you're not and you're being fairly compensated. Do you know what I mean? There's, mm. there's, there's that sense of um, believing in you and your product. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, your, your, your price, when you pitch it, comes across as hollow and
0: disingenuous, and people will spot that. Mm. And they'll... I think one thing with pricing as well is to keep it simple for the client. You don't want to say, it's this plus extra for travel, plus extra for this. Just oh. give them a price. Yeah. Give them a yeah. price. They want to know, that's how much it's going to cost me. Boom, and we're done. I always include my UK mainland travel in every quote. yeah, Uh, And that's the way that I do it. I'm not sure if anybody else, I mean, when I go abroad, when I have to travel, I always say it's, you know, it's this price and that includes, you know, half a day either side for travel. Uh, And on top of that, it's, you know, flights or whatever kind of, Deal. I want to work out with them. And again, remember the big thing with pricing as well is to always build in room for negotiation. And the reason to do that is because everybody really likes the idea of a deal, especially in the corporate world. I always go, with, go in with a price and I, I know I've left some wiggle room within that where, I can, where I'm happy to come down. Because they always say they always want to come back and say actually we haven't got that no matter what price you go mm. in with so because they're trained <clears> professional negotiators in the world of corporate you know of corporate entertainment so always build in a little bit for for um, for bit of negotiation bit of room to manoeuvre room to manoeuvre especially in corporate maybe not so much within the private sector because individuals we're not used to sort of negotiating yeah, as much private
3: you compl- I mean just this week I had uh, an inquiry uh, a local inquiry maybe sort of twenty minute drive in fact the people. Let's, let's plug the Black Project again. We haven't done that enough, this project. <laughs> the, the, the people who are reading the Black Project, there was a story called uh, Five Hours Late. Yeah. That venue that I was dri- um, driving to for that event, uh, an inquiry has come through for that same place. Uh, and I've quoted my standard um, mix and mingle wedding rate for Nottinghamshire, yeah. where was my normal sort of place. Guy gets back to me about 12 hours later. Um, we've had a couple of quotes... From local magicians who are significantly cheaper than you. Yeah. Would you come down any? So basically, if he was happy with those other two quotes, he would have gone with those, no problem. Yeah. But the problem the fact that he's even come back to me suggests that he wants to book me, yep. but he's just trying to negotiate. And, that, and that's a terrible way of negotiating. But it's
2: it's important for you to understand that because you've already it's like a peeking inside his brain.
3: Yeah, I've already basically seen where his head's at. I know he wants me. However, I will not drop my standard price in Nottinghamshire because it's yep. not fair on the other couples. Yep. So instead, I have a, an email template where I explain and legitimise my price. Yep. Um, but yeah, at the you same stack time,
0: stack your value, restate your value, show them what they're getting. Because exactly. the the you have have an understanding that, like you say, he doesn't want to book these other guys. He wants to book me. He wants to book So you. this so is why done.
3: you want to book me, and this is why
0: my price is is what it is yep. because of what I offer. It's different to what. The other guys that's a really good story that's really useful brilliant that was a that was a smashing bit of stuff that wasn't it mm, smashing smashing Michael Murray what do you think how, how, what do you think of that section there do you think you liked it yeah. to be honest I haven't really got a clue what I'm going to do is so I'm
1: just going to have a paint and a little thing and get back here <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go that's, 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 that was
1: nice this episode is sponsored by Michael Murray's Mind Effects. Cutting-edge mentalism for the modern performer. Visit mindfx.co.uk. Mentalism taboo.
0: Okay, now it's time for Atlas. to describe Lucha's words to me. Before- so, so far, score is 0-0. Zero, zero, zero. Zero. No, any- no
3: one's got any points. It's rude, isn't it? Right, okay, so we've got a minute on the timer, oh, okay. starting from now. Go.
2: Uh, okay, this was a book. Okay. What, what do you call a collection of books put together? Uh, uh, the collection? Uh, the uh, it, almanac? Uh, uh, it does start with that same letter. Anthology? Um, yes, exactly. So there's. Conjuring uh, Anthology? Uh, no, it has to do with a, a type of thing that you would stick on a end of a cuticle to make a marking on a card.
0: Nail writing?
2: Yeah, so... The, Swami
0: anthology? Swami writing
2: anthology? No, no I would have said Swami gimmick.
0: Okay. So,
2: these Nail...
0: You, yes. Nail... Something. Writer... Yes. Anthology? Yes, by... A nail writer anthology by... Stuart Cumberland? No. No, okay. Um, I'd probably Doubting... Thomas Baxter. Yes, boom. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, yes! <laughs> That's okay. I get the point! I get, yeah, the, you point get the point as well! As well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Alright, uh, this is. Uh, I'm just watching the clock now, dang it. There's no way I was gonna get go. It. Yeah! But I still gotta point. Point. It's Until now, Luke's
0: <laughs> lost this week, this month.
4: <sighs> yeah! Boom! Boom,
0: baby! All I had to see is your face!
4: You. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, that's it for this month. Another wonderful episode of the podcast. Uh, we're going to be back again next month. We'll be talking about lots of I other think, bits and bobs.
2: wonderful might be too strong of a word. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think my bits I and Ken's bits
3: were pretty damn we good. We were wonderful.
0: You two both look at me with such an accusatory face. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible so, for him. So what have you got going on the next month? What's coming up? What's
2: happening? What's uh, <laughs> happening? I don't know. I've just uh, I've had gigs all summer long. I've been busy, which actually has been a, a big relief because relocating mm. from the states to over here, you know, mm. you're picking up and you're starting over,
0: especially with you know with the quality of your act. You'd imagine, yeah, it. yeah. You know, it's it's, it's been tough. It must be done. must be done. Yeah, yeah. Thanks
4: for that. <laughs> um, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's three times. <laughs> I think it's four.
2: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the uh, it's, it's been a, it's it's been good because it's been a busy summer and uh-huh. I've. Got a release on the horizon with uh, another guy named Raven Gerdok. We've got The Solution, which is a memorized deck that you can fan and show and actually display with some really, really good effects with it that uh, you can memorize in a very, very short amount of time.
0: When you say you can memorize, we know you can memorize fantastic levels of information. uh, Do you mean a normal idiot like me could do it?
2: Yeah, I I think so. Did you just Um, call uh, me uh, an uh, idiot?
0: You should (laughs) be called the idiot. (laughs) I didn't didn't disagree.
2: But uh, the bottom line is that it operates off of a principle that you already know and understand and use in your daily life, so it it should go it, it should go quite quickly.
3: It's a shame you've already um, labeled it the solution. It should be like the memorized deck for dummies, you know, <laughs> the whole dummy yeah. series. Yeah. I'm
2: oh, yeah, I could do I could do that, and then get, get sued, sued by the dummies. By the dummies. Oh, you yeah. could
3: have the uh, memorized deck. <laughs> 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 the memorized deck for <laughs> the deck.
4: Look, editing right this at the, one. Right at the
2: end, I was just like, "This wasn't a bad episode for editing."
0: Yeah, yeah. And well, then, rather well, well, than well, well, the solution, it should be called like the or something. The s- <laughs> s- deck. the stack. The, the, s- s- the. What are you guys up to? The the, the deck. What, the what guys I E. Come s- deck. on, let's put this on.
3: What, what am I doing? The deck. What? Here
4: we
2: go. And what are you guys up to the next month?
3: Well, um, I knew we were going to get asked that question, so I just looked at my diary. I've got nine shows by the time we do the next... Podcast.
4: Wow, so it's going to be exciting.
3: a bloody busy that's month. Great, but everything's, you know, all, all my releases out of the way, so I'm literally just going to focus on performing for the next uh, the next few months next now. Few, so yeah, yeah that's, that's me great. done busy month. I've got another that release, it's almost
2: sold out now, too,
3: isn't it? It's getting the there, it's probably about three quarters of the way gone.
0: Fine, yeah. And the reviews has been, I mean, they've been brilliant. That's really yep, great.
3: can't ask for much more, just um, if you're, you know, I'll keep plugging. Yeah, yeah. If you, if I, you I, would <laughs> like a copy of The Black Project, <laughs> please go to www.theblackproject.co.uk. Um, so what am I doing? I'm Back to me.
2: all of that out. Yeah. That
0: what about me? Falling. What about me?
2: I want to talk about me for a minute. Well, of
3: course you do. you yeah. I thought you were doing the impression of Atlas.
0: <laughs> 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 me, me, me. Hey, in America? What about me? Well, in America? We Atlas. don't
3: have schools. We have education systems for Hell no, no.
0: <laughs> okay, I really want to cut and redo this whole
4: segment.
0: <laughs> it's the best part of the podcast. It was amazing. Uh, this month, uh, I've got a new release coming out as well, which I've been pretty quiet about. Which is almost, almost finished. We're doing the final edit and stuff. Uh, it's a thing I've been really quiet about, and I haven't even told you two guys about it yet. <clears throat> it's called. What is it? It's called the Owens Effect. Owen as in O-W-E-N-S. T-U-E-N-S,
3: Owen's effect. Ah, that's what me and Atlas have called our next trick.
0: Oh, unlucky. Now This is a historical piece based on a psychic called Ted Owens, who was a real psychic uh, years and years and years ago and uh, i 'm doing almost like a theoretical expose about how he achieved the things he had he achieved. He was a really really interesting character in that not only could he predict events by and he would write letters to uh, to a psychic research institute he would write letters and predict events a month in advance of those events taking place. Wow, but he wasn 't even satisfied with making that claim. He said the reason he was able to do it was because he was actually in communication with an alien <laughs> spacecraft hovering just above the earth 's atmosphere. And they were giving him powers of PK in order to cause these events. And he would write letters to the, the, the Institute to say he was going to cause these incredible events. And so I've come up with an approach... Which will allow you to actually do those same things. So, how did he do it? I'm surprised that you've not mentioned this. Actually, this yeah. out yeah. It's a, it's really been a really interesting project and very different for me. So. I was
2: I was about to say it's not something I would have pegged you for. Me, for no, me not at all. At all. all. No. Yeah. It actually sounds pretty it's come shit. Out of doesn't it. It, so <laughs> it sounds pretty shit. <laughs> you, you just you have to go. You keep, oh. like, this is my tagline of the if I, if I don't say it, someone else yeah. will steal it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, would, are you going to buy
3: it? Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no chance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah that's, yeah, that's a new
0: thing—the Owens effect—and that's uh, that'll be.
3: Well, we'll look forward to that. Thank you. Um, Good. And I suppose, well, we can say uh, goodbye now. However, what? Yeah, it's goodbye there. from me.
2: Goodbye from Atlas,
0: and goodbye
2: from Lou. Thanks for listening, guys.
0: We'll see you next time. This episode has been sponsored by the letter B and the number
1: nine. Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh thank you for listening to the three mentalists walked into a podcast you can interact with us at three mentalists.com this episode is sponsored by michael murray's mind effects cutting-edge mentalism for the modern performer visit mindfx.co.uk okay that's a wrap yeah
3: i had the whole car done do you need a write to your gig
2: what